Welcome to your typical Shonen protagonist. He's Kai. I'm Kels. And welcome to our favorite Shonen protagonist. First off, Kai, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Man, I am making it. I came to this topic at like five minutes before showtime. It was like, oh shit, I have to think about this really hard right now and pick one. But I think mm. I got it. I think I've ironed it out. I feel that. I feel that too. So, so like, what's the criteria we're dealing with? So the criteria are like, obviously, a character who you think is the best of the show that you've watched. A character, um, I'm talking about like personality, character depth, um, well-written story, how this character interacts with other characters. You know, just kind of the overall, like the writing and the narrative of the character. It doesn't have to be specific to the character's powers. They can have powers. They cannot. Um, it doesn't have to be like screen time. You know, they could have shown up in one arc. They could be the main protagonist. Um, it could be like it's. Let's say if we were doing something like, um, like Fire Force. It could be someone from a different company. It could be like one of the other characters. Because me personally, in Fire Force, I hate the main character. Hate him with a passion. That's sort of series. how protagonist works. Is it's like the main character? Well, like sometimes you have multiple protagonists, I feel like. Certainly, certainly. Like when we're dealing with uh, Smile Down the Runway with Chiyuki and the other schmuck. Yeah, Hunter Hunter actually, um, Tokashi confirmed that Gon, Killua, Liore, and Karapika are all four the main protagonists. I'll be real with you. I'm not caught up on Hunter Hunter. So I have no idea what you just said, but that's lit. Like four protagonists. <laughs> yes. So it's like Yu Yu Hakusho, except like the entire squad is main character. Yeah, which I feel that too. I feel like the whole Yu Yu Hakusho squad is a main character as well. Like mainly because they came from Takashi as well, his other work. Yes. Takoshi? Takashi? <laughs> T- I don't, don't want to be out here repping any f- fictional rainbow gang characters. So... Yeah, that's my personal criteria is, like, how you fit into your series, Mm -hmm. your likability, like, what you stand for. Like, you can't be, like, just a two, (laughs) uh, pun, you can't be just a two-dimensional character. Wow. Nice. Certainly, you have to have some real depth. You can't just be, you look like this, and you stand for this, and you never change. So what is, what about you? What's your criteria for? You're not ready for this, man. Okay. Um, you are the main character. You are in a shonen protagonist, or you are in a shonen anime. That's it. Okay. Yeah. That's. Huh? I'm here for that. <laughs> it's like at first I felt a little bit of existentialness because I was like, I am the main character of my own shonen. You're correct. <laughs> like, <laughs> whoa. So yeah. But no, like in that, like all of the stuff I'm like I think about in this. Like, totally has to do with existentialness. Like, all of the shows and all of the relation to each other, like, are all really deep. And, like, it's real-life struggle in the framework of, uh, like, an anime. And that's not, like, a criteria, but when I think of shows, I think of, like, those to start. Like, those are what call out to me. Yeah. I feel that 110%. So, I guess we have had enough anticipation uh, do you want to get into who our favorite protagonists are and then kind of talk about 
why they are favored and who they are and all that fun stuff? Yeah, man. So my favorite Shona protagonist is Bobo 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 Bo from Bobo 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 Bobo. Are you serious? Like, no. nah, I, I, you said no. <laughs> okay, because no. you had me for a second. I was like, I damn sure did not expect that. Like The most overpowered, the one with the wackiest nose hairs, and his blonde afro can just do the most random shit. It's pretty great. I, I will never forget Super Fist of the Nose Hair. That will always plague my dreams, to be honest with you. But no, no, um... Who's your favorite? I, I hear tell. You've got more than one. It's a tie. So um, mine is a dead. It's like a tie. But by the end of this, I'm going to pick one. This podcast also serves for me picking who my favorite shonen protagonist is. So a little tease, a little, you know, what do they call it? Like a little sauce or something. Sure. Um, yeah. So as you probably guessed, the first one. If you had to take a guess, I'm sure most anybody who knows me would say, Yusuke, you're messy. And you're right. Um, he is tied, but who he's tied with is Luffy from One Piece. I personally feel like Luffy might be the best shonen protagonist like ever created, if I'm being 100% honest. Um, like they're both, there's just so much there for both of them. And I'm just going to talk about Luffy first. So Luffy. He is fully aware of what his weakness is. He is the definition of that, you know, we're stronger together, but he does fight his own battles as well. And his overall goal, like, I feel like he's the perfect protagonist for the One Piece story because it has been going on for 20 years. And you need a protagonist who can be interesting. And Luffy is that. He's the most interesting shonen protagonist, I feel, because of just him being aware of his weaknesses and gathering people around him to compensate those weaknesses. He knows that he's not a doctor. He knows that he's going to do stupid stuff that he gets hurt, so he's going to need a doctor. He knows that he can't navigate worth anything, so he goes and finds these crew members, and then he has ultimate faith in them to where he constantly wagers his life, and they will do the same for him, and just building that relationship is crazy. And, and the fact of Yusuke, he's just like... Yusuke, I feel like, is the perfect anti-hero. Like, he does he does the right thing, but he does it his way. And he won't conform just because you want him to. And I love it. I'm going to get more into those as we go on. But who is your favorite? Bruh, I had to think about this. Because I, I, I look at those characters, and you're, you're totally right. Like, you have a valid argument of, like, why they are on, like, your favorite tier. But when I look at the shows that that really speak to me and the stuff that I really enjoy, um, I'm really into mech anime. And not like Gundam per se. You know, Gundam totally has its place. Um, But more so, we're talking Evangelion. We're talking Code Geass. Um, And one of the most random one-off shows that spoke to me was Eureka 7. And written from Eureka 7, was like, here you have this 14-year-old kid whose dad is the savior of the universe, and now he's an orphan living with his grandpa, and then he has this entire world-crushing thing thrust upon him. He falls in love, and then at 14-year-old, he has to figure out, like, wait a minute, the girl I love is a mother of three. What? Feel that. 
And you know, like, like it's just the crazy things that he has to go through. It's like if Evangelion was rad. Yeah, no, that's fair. I could see that. Like, <laughs> I could see that. Does now, written, he he's not. Is he the main character? Because he's thought, our, he's our protagonist. Because okay, you've yeah. got Renton and Eureka, and like that's the whole like pivot point of the story is yeah. their relationship. And she's not a real person. Spoiler alert. And so to like prevent like global war on a massive scale, like they have to become partners and unite the crazy alien race and all of this shit. So yes, him and Eureka are like the central part of this story. Yeah. And so those daughters are not by him. No, bro. And that's the crazy part. Like from like the, so we're not talking the second series. Uh, Eureka 7 AO. Okay. Like, I haven't watched it. Don't know. Uh, but, like, the main OG series, like, Eureka has three orphan children that she's taken care of, which we find out she's the one who murdered their parents. It's like, what? Hmm. How do we get there? But, no, it, it, it's that sort of, like, crazy thing that sort of gets you to ask questions and piques your interest and then like explains it to you. Um, like for me, I, when I was going through this, this, this topic and I'm trying to figure it out immediately, I got to like, what are the shows that call out to me? Well, even Gelly. Well, the, the protagonist there is Shinji and Shinji's a little bitch and that's okay. In a show yeah. where the literal apocalypse is happening and your dad is the one who was trying to turn all of humanity into Tang it's okay to be a little bitch. I get it. But in that, not my favorite protagonist. Like, I understand where he's coming from. I understand, like, the humanity of the situation. Not that great. No, but that's equally, 100% fair. Equally, in a show like uh, Eureka 7, there's growth, there's struggle with war, and a bunch of these other topics. Um, but we see the growth of Rin, and that's that's really cool. And it's not like... We're coming from a point like Code Geass where um, Lelouch has it all planned out. He's a mastermind and he's just executing his plan to a T. Like this is a 14-year-old kid. We are seeing him like figure out life as he goes through like the crazy bullshit that is in front of him. And when I at the time when I watched it, like that really spoke to me. No, I agree like 110%. Um, like, so on the note of like Eureka seven is such like an intricate show as well. Like, I feel like it has to have an intricate protagonist, which yeah, I'm like, I thought that was interesting about because, um, and you say Eureka seven is one of your favorite shows as well, correct? It's been so long since I've watched it. Um, but I would say that it, it's certainly up there on the list of the things that, Stick out in my mind. Um, like one of the topics that like really hit me at the beginning was when we see Ritten have these sort of like fanciful dreams about the uh, the Gecko State team. He's like, yeah, I love reading this Ray Out magazine and like the adventures of these fucking pirates. And then he like meets the squad and he's like, oh, these are just regular fucking people. Like how incredibly boring. It's like you meet your heroes and they're just 
playing. And like that realization right there is super interesting. Uh, but on that note, like let's talk about pirates. Yeah. So, okay. So in the universe of One Piece, Luffy, like, and One Piece is 900 plus episodes and is going on a thousand chapters at the end of this year. So that's something that's happening. Like, yeah. So in as it starts, a lot of people, there's always the argument, because I got to do a quick One Piece backstory. There's always the argument of One Piece is so long before it gets good. I personally feel like One Piece starts off good and it just gets excellent. That's, again, my biased opinion. And so I would I would have to ask in that point, like, where is the starting point? With 900 episodes, like, what is the starting point? To me, um, go oh, ahead. sorry, go ahead. Because, like, from my, my frame of reference, I, I haven't made it past, in the recent rewatch, I haven't made it past, like, um, them making it to the Grand Line. Yeah. Which was, like, 60 episodes in. Which, we have the Arlong Park arc in that, which is really good. Yeah, no, I agree. I So, one piece, I would say... I'd say it for me, it captured my interest as a kid when I was watching anime on four kids because of like you had it was definitely that the East Blue was definitely slow, but then as the crew built, it's just like I feel like the turning point for me for One Piece being excellent, <laughs> which here comes the, sh- the stuff, was <laughs> the Marine Ford arc, is when it truly became excellent and therefore throwing great where or we before, really get into uh what's it's not sanji it's uh ace is that the one ace well who are you talking about i'm talking about the three swordsmen uh zoro oh zoro yeah so um okay so describe well, even, to me the marine fort arc so the marine fort arc spoilers is when luthi's brothers die and luthi basically there's the war of the best no no i wouldn't even before that okay for sorry to me, <laughs> One Piece becomes truly excellent during the Water 7 arc when Luffy declares war on the whole world and solidifying him as a great pirate. Um, that's when Robin, one of his crewmates, gets kidnapped by CP9, which is the world government, and she basically is going to be executed because she knows the secret to the hidden past of the world. And this is when you're like, what? I thought this was just a show about pirates looting, wanting to be great and treasure and all that. And you find out, no, One Piece is so much more complex that the secrets of the world are being kept, that there's these people called um, dragons, who celestial dragons who basically deal in human trafficking and slavery because they feel like they're above everything else. And this is where a pirate, like, you see the type of pirate that Luthi is. He's not the, I want to pillage and do all this type of stuff and want power pirate. He's the pirate who believes in freedom. He's the pirate who believes that no one should be enslaved and you should like the one. And the only reason he wants the one piece and to be the strongest is because to him, the strongest person in the world is the most free person in the world. And he, you know, he wants freedom for everyone and not just himself or his crew members. He like liberates people time and time after again. There's amazing stuff happening in the anime and the manga right now, like truly amazing stuff where he's working on liberating a whole country. And, like, it's just so many moments, like, when he basically punches the equivalent to a, like, 
I don't even know what the equivalent of a celestial dragon is. It would be like, I don't even think we have anything like them in real life. It's basically like the Pope. Like, if there was a bunch of Popes, that would be what a celestial dragon is, but they're horrible people. They only have, like, the status of a Pope, meaning you can't, like, they wear bubbles so they don't breathe the same air as everybody else. That's how. And, like, attacking one is equivalent with you and everyone you love dying, like, getting murdered. Like, by the government. Like, the government sanctions this. So, and Luffy just straight up punches one of these in the face because they shoot a merman, which even in One Piece standard, mermen are considered, like, low. Like, if it would be, like, in segregation time, a merman would be, I hate to say this, like, equivalent to a person of color. So, yeah, like... And the crazy part, like, here, like, within the context of One Piece, like... This is a merman that was there back in Arlong Park like four, seven hundred episodes ago. Yeah. And was once Luthi's enemy. And Luthi braved like this, like literally having the whole world against him and punched the celestial dragon, which was the most satisfying punch in anime to me, for someone who was his enemy because he was being denied his freedom because he was being shot and you know, sold into slavery as a slave. Luthi was like, no, we're not doing that. And there's just so many reasons to love Luthi because of that. And on the same note, I'm talking a lot about Luthi. You know, Yusuke as well is such a profound character because in his universe, he is considered a gangster, like a ruffian, like plays by the rule, dips school. You know, he smokes a lot, which was edited out for the American audience but was prevalent in the Japanese audience um he's very disrespectful like but he risks his life to save a child like he literally gets hit by a bus saving a child something you would not see a ruffian do at all like completely speaks against his character and doesn't even really care that he gave his life to save someone else and we see his kindness is constantly being displayed throughout the series and you're like okay he's not the conventional hero but he is a hero and that kind of adds to his charm like the fact that you know he's very curse crash or whatever that word is um crude he's very crude like he's gonna tell you how he feels he's gonna say you know fuck you i do what i want he's gonna flick you off like but he's still gonna be there to protect you and he's gonna give it his all and he's gonna do it his way he's gonna make sure his people are safe and he's gonna take care of them but at the same time, he's not going to compromise his, like, morals. And he's always going to fight for the little guy. So I'm just really 100% here for my guy, both of them, which is why I have such a hard time picking who's right. Man, and, and totally. Like, with uh, Yusuke, we get both, like, the compact... Like, the rough part is, other than setting, they're, they're a lot of the same character, you know? We have both the compassion of, like, taking care of others that they care about um, with Luffy. It's being a pirate, you know, fuck the government. They're, they're the ones who are causing, causing half the problems in this world. So we're going to go fight the Navy and, like, save people and make the world a better place. With Yusuke, it's like, oh, my God, there's literal demons trying to kill the universe, um, we're, we have to stop them from murdering like everyone I care about. Yeah. Great. 
So it's like the compassion, the 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 consideration for other people, along with the ability to actually do something about it. They have the strength, and sometimes they don't, which is the interesting part, but they have the power to affect the change that they want to see in the world, right? Yeah. And which, that's sort of like what makes them great protagonists. Yusuke fights the literal, like, a tournament of demons, fights younger Taguro, and wins the world's most strongest demon we have seen up to this point because he wanted it more than the other guy. Yeah, and, like, even... And him mastering a technique that was supposed to kill him... Like, in his, like, the whole scene with his, um, I guess, like, his inner spirit, Pew, what's that called again? Like, his personification or whatever. Um, like, you get to see that his inner is, like, a little penguin. Like, oh it's a God, spirit yeah. animal. Like, that's wild in general. And it's that just, scene where he was training right before that fight with, um, oh, shit, Genkai. Yeah. And... Pew is like trying to pick up the water with his ears while Yusuke's on the ground. Man. Uh gets me every time, bro. But like even with like Luffy, you know, we we have these scenes, certainly with his like at, at the very beginning, we find out that he can't swim. Yeah, because, like, because of the power that he's obtained by his devil fruit, it robs your ability to swim. Yeah. So he's a fucking pirate that has a boat. And he can't swim, which is a problem. So we immediately see one of his weaknesses. And like one of his big strengths is certainly, as you said before, like he knows how to build a team of people to help cover the holes in his strengths. And he also cares about people. Yeah. Which is wild. And the fact that another thing that I want to talk about with Yusuke and Luthi is that their lineage as well like is crazy. Like, Luffy is a long... He's from a lost clan, the um, clan of D, which they all have the middle initial D in their names. They come from descendants, and his grandfather is, like, the hero garb. His dad is the world's worst criminal dragon. And he finds other people, like Trafar D. Law and um, Blackbeard D. Teach, like, other members of D. They always have this... They always show up in history, and they always show up and make a huge change. And... You know, Gold D. Roger as well. His brother, Porches D. Ace. So these these creatures or heroes or men just have so much, like, they're basically the enemy of history. They're the enemy of the world government. And they have a tie to the lost history, which makes everything so much more interesting. And Yusuke is the spiritual ancestor or the spiritual descendant of Ryzen, the world's most powerful demon. Like, it's just, like, their lineage as is, well is, like, greatness comes from greatness, I guess, as you can say. Yeah. And they all have really good backstories to their clan and their heritage. And, like, even though I've got a problem with, like, the final arc of Yu Yu Akasho being another tournament arc, like, the, the, the story of Ryzen, like, giving up consuming humans... And, like, suffering for it, becoming weak, is like, oh, so even great-granddad, great-demon has these same sort of values. Yeah, and it's really cool to see that um, that's passed down to 
all of his people and well not really all of his people but his like he refuses like he's dying because he doesn't consume humans which that is a demon's life energy so he chose because he fell in love with a human which the whole ancestral thing is really confusing to me i'm not gonna lie i love you Hakusho, but that part i felt like needed a little bit more explanation i think it's like a hundred thousand million years later they're of the same blood yeah, but like, does that mean that he got that human girl pregnant? Bro, stop asking questions, man. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Anyway, so yeah, it's cool to see um, that type of that like lineage just play a role in both of them. And even with like you said with Eureka Seven, Home Dude's grandfather or father was a great hero as well. So I feel like main characters have a kind of a you know, kind of a responsibility to be great. Would that make sense? Well, yeah, certainly. And and that's part of the struggle that we see with them is them coping with the fact that they have to be responsible with something that they didn't choose. Like uh, with Renton, he was the chosen one. He was the one that was like selected to be the partner of Eureka to like save the universe from further destruction. Yeah. And of course, he didn't make that choice. He simply has to live with it. And, like, I don't know so much with uh, Eureka 7, but, like, we, we see that as a major conflict in all of these other shows. Like, you fighting against your fate because you didn't have, a, like, a say in it. And, of course, we see, like, of course, there are other things added on top of that to give motivation to be the chosen one. Um, like saving your family, keeping your, your drunkard mother from being murdered by demons, you know, that sort of thing. Um, but no, that, that, that's certainly like a sticking point, like a, a common um, facet to the hero's journey that we see in a lot of these protagonists. No, no, of course. And um, that's definitely something that is cool and like I would like to see more of, I feel like, in other anime, like even if it's like a 12-episode like, I feel like um, Misfit of New Demon King did a good example of that with just 12 episodes. They did a good job of getting the lineage and um, a lot of great things with that as well. So hopefully we'll start seeing that in more anime. So I guess we'll see. Um, did you have any moments that stood out for that made them your favorite character? I probably do. Um, it's been so long since I've watched through it. Um, probably... It has a lot to do with the show itself. Yeah. Like, it's mechs, but they surf in the sky, and political drama, and coming of age, and all that shit. It probably has to do with where he is in his life, compared to when I was watching this, which makes him really stick out to me. Yeah. Um, also, like, life is fucking crazy, and you can't do anything about it, but figure out how do you fit into the universe. I'm not going to lie. You totally have made me want to rewatch Eureka 7. So like, I'm going to do that. We're we're going to we're going to put this on the list of things to watch and discuss. Good, good. Um, I know for moments for me, a moment when like I'm going to do Yusuke first cuz I keep doing Luffy first and this is going to be super I feel like funny. But a moment for me when Yusuke became one of my favorite characters is or a competition for my favorite shonen protagonist is literally when he just treats everyone else like basically how Keiko 
can control him. And I don't want to say control him, but like how Keiko is the only one who can really put him in this place. Like he goes up to literally God, like a literal God in that universe, or at least someone who he thinks is God. And he's like, you're a puny little shrimp and is laughing in his face. Like he has no chill. Like he doesn't care who you are to him. Like you have to earn his respect. And that is one reason why I love him. But also like Keiko, his love interest literally just puts him in the place. The only person who can like perplex him is her. And I love that. I love that like we have a character who is just so badass, but for the woman that he loves, he's just, I don't want to say docile, but he is considerate of her. No, totally. Like their their whole relationship and the stakes of everything. Like I would I would say that that is super interesting. Like you can be the fucking savior of the universe, but like you're you're not gonna treat your significant other in a way that like you would treat the demon trying to murder everyone. Yeah. And and showing that distinction is big for the show. But it also gives stakes, you know, like like okay, he just lost the grand demon tournament, but he's super powerful and beat up a blind guy. He was blind, right? Yomi? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, like, a super powerful blind demon, you know, all, all this crazy shit. But then he comes home and he's like, yo, sorry I made you wait so long. Like, that kind of consideration that you have to have for, like, the person you care about, even when you're fighting fucking demons, is, is cool to see, like, as an example. Yeah, no, 100%. And the other end of Luffy, um, a moment I had with him is, like I said, the moment where he punched the Celestial Dragons, but also another recent moment that kind of was like, hey, that also inspired this topic, is like, I think Luffy is my favorite anime protagonist, is because he literally, so, he's, like I said, in the anime right now, he's in the process of freeing a whole country, and he frees, like, this work and tournament slave camp, and he just, it's, you know, most characters would just, you know, Hey, I freed you. Follow me. Luthi, no. He doesn't he doesn't ask people to follow him. He never asks. He and never like coerces. He he asks the people to be a part of his crew and that's it. Like and those are very few people. Like he only has 9, 10 people max on his crew out of all the people he's met over the past 20 years. And for him to for him to get people to follow him is based off his actions. Like in this prisoner camp the prisoners start attacking him because they're brainwashed. They've been enslaved for so long. They think this person coming is going to cause more trouble because this group that we're going against, this entity, is so magnus that we can't win. There's nothing we can do. It's futile. So Luthi is going up against not only the enemies, but he's going up the people he's trying to save. And Luthi is fighting his whole hardest and everything he's doing to the point of insurmountable obs odds almost to where he gets poisoned and he keeps taking the poison protecting these prisoners to where they see this is someone who I want to follow this isn't he speaks with his actions and that's like what really and once he defeats the enemy he yells to the whole internment camp he's like Udon you're free like and in that moment like I just felt like oh my gosh like I felt it like that Luthi is my favorite 
shonen protagonist, like one of my favorite characters of all time, if not my favorite character of all time, because like you to inspire people through actions and have them follow you on their own accord speaks so much. Like he doesn't even use words. He uses his actions. Like it's like, I'm going to do it. And then I'm going to sometimes he'll say he'll do it. Like he's like, I'm going to be king of the pirates. I'm going to defeat Kaido. Those are things that he says. Yes. And is he going to do those things? Most likely because he's the protagonist. But at the same time, <laughs> like... Fair play, fair play. <laughs> but at the same time, like... You, you believe it. Yeah, you believe it. Like, it's... And in that moment, I was like, okay. Like, I can't... I have a hard time. Like, Yusuke is literally the only person who I can... Like, which has been my favorite anime my whole existence. So, since I saw it when I was, like, fucking four... Like, and that's like, so yeah, that's, yeah, I could, I feel like I could do a whole dissertation on Luthi and One Piece, mainly because I have enough content. Well, you should, but I think we've come down to it. Um, So your favorite pro- shonen protagonist, which is close, but it, it comes out to Luffy from One Piece. Yes, Based on does. having 900 episodes, about 400 episodes of those being really lit. Um. Than me coming in with written uh, thrust in from Eureka Seven because I don't know I think that this really shows like what speaks to us, yeah. um, like where we're coming from and why we feel this way. Um, either way, like you, the listener, aren't wrong for your opinion. Uh, this is just coming from us, so these aren't the greatest; these are our greatest. Yes, um, and but- one day we will do a favorite overall anime character, which. Might not be Luthi for me because Toru Honda exists, but we'll see. I was about to say, (laughs) season three gonna really tell us. (laughs) We'll see. But yeah, no, that's a wrap for our favorite Shonen protagonist. We're uh, we're available on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, uh, Amazon Podcasts, Overcast, wherever you prefer to get your podcasts on the your typical Shonen protagonist feed. Also, we're on Twitter at URTSP. That's URTSP. Kai, you got a Twitter too? Yes, you can find me at Static Dreads with a Z because I'm cool. Um, we're coming into a new year, y'all. So there's a lot of cool stuff that we hope to be pushing out for you guys. Yep. Like us splitting the YTSP and content breaker feeds in too. So look out for that. We're going to be putting them on their own feed as well. That comes out Thursdays. This show comes out Mondays. Uh, but yeah, big changes coming up as soon as I get some time to breathe. Yes. Um, you know, but we love to hear from you guys. So hit us up on the socials. Listen to us on the cast. Every cast. Um, follow us on Spotify. You know, love us because we love you. Yerp. And we'll catch y'all next time on your typical Shonen protagonist. <laughs> <laughs>